Happy Friday. It's two coffees before the Zoobs here. It's time for you to take a little time out of your Friday or out of your weekend. I'm going to tell you what to do and when to listen to this if you uh, want to listen to it at a different time. Or, quite frankly, if I put it out too late for you to enjoy it in time, uh, that's on me. I'll, I'll, I'll put my hand up and take the foul on that as they do in the NBA sometimes. Um, but it's time for you to take some time out of your day. Talk, think about the Blue Jays. Listen to me talk to you about the Toronto Blue Jays, not the kind of week you love if you're a Blue Jays fan, which I assume you are, unless you're just a fan of me, in which case, thank you so much uh, for tuning in. You're maybe related to me as, as my guess on that. But otherwise, uh, a four and one week so far, or pardon me, four and one, one and four week, just the one win against the Yankees to salvage off the sweep. And I lost last night against the Guardians. Um, I mean, listen, a common theme throughout this season so far, uh, this podcast in general has been a thing, you know, they haven't been getting hit, the offense is a little bit slow, but they're still winning games was the refrain, right? As long as they're still winning games and finding ways to get it done, then you're like, oh, it's going to be all good. They're going to turn on the offense eventually and pick up some of the wins that they are owed here uh, offensively, and it's nice that the bullpen and the defense and the base running is allowing them to win games in spite of that. However, this week was not the case. A 3-2 loss against the Yankees in Game 1 of that series, a 9-1 blowout with a lot of shithousery on Tuesday. Um, a lot of stuff. Uh, rightfully. Listen, I mean, listen. I shouldn't have to say listen to podcasts. You, you, what else are you going to do but listen? But still, I went on a bit of a thing, I don't know, week two of this season uh, about umpire scorecard and how I thought it was silly to post the umpire scorecard or silly to post the strike zones, individual at-bat strike zones. But, capital B, capital U, capital T, an umpire misses a tag on a play that directly scores a run. That that you can be upset with. That you can you can, you can can throw garbage on the field at the umpires on that one. I, I give you the full permission from my scornful eye that if an umpire is missing a tag on a play to the plate, and and I mean, listen, is there is the answer more replay? You'd hope not. We saw this. We see it with the, with the NHL where you start, you open that up, and next thing you know, you're getting what you get in some of this baseball stuff where a guy overslides a bag for half a hair, and it ends up being an out. But should have been uh, an out there. Should have been a totally different inning. Alec Manoa pitched extremely well again. Man, he's been so good, um, and a joy to watch. Not just like, not just. I mean, obviously, it's a joy to watch a guy who's good, but he's just so funny. He's such a great presence. The size, the jovialness. Six innings, seven Ks, just the one earned run on a home run. One walk is the real thing. The the lack of walks, the a little bit better control, just the three hits. Man, uh, what a joy to have him going out there every fifth day. And of course, the beginning of this series, uh, the three two loss to the Yankees. You know, extra inning, uh, pardon me, the 10th the straight win uh, for those Yankees. It wasn't extra innings. It was the ninth inning, uh, a runoff, Jimmy Garcia, um, who has, you know, gotten touched in the last week um, and the week before that more than before. Um, this was the not as fun of a game. Uh, the one with the... Uh, the nine one loss a lot worse. That had the that had the boy getting the ball. The, the season oh the, the pardon me the series opener here, uh, you had New Ross going four innings. You'd like 
you know, Stripling is nice. It's a, it's a nice piece to have. A guy that can go there, can go four, and he can go five innings. Um, but a guy that, as Joe Siddall has so astutely said on the on the broadcast, you never basically want facing a lineup a third time. Um, there's a spot right there where you can you can hope that whether it be Pearson, if you're still going to hope on the Pearson train, or whether it just be uh, through acquisition, or even Hyunjin Ryu being back and being effective. Um, although I don't know if you're letting him face lineups the third time until he proves that the first two times are worth viewing. Um, there's a spot there. There's a spot there to upgrade in the Jays, uh, getting it back at the end of this series. Avoiding the sweep, I would have been in uh, pretty close to meltdown. Not not that mode. I, I'm mentally not stable enough for a baseball meltdown. But um, 2-1 the Blue Jays win uh, game three of this series. You say Kikuchi, talk about pleasant surprise. Seven strikeouts, just the one walk, uh, five innings pitched, just one earned run uh, on a Joey Gallo home run, a lefty-lefty home run uh, to Gallo. I am not going to be too upset about. That's sort of the kind of thing that um, you take it if you can get it, and uh, they got it. But I want to talk a little bit about Kikuchi in this game because he's a guy, and listen, it's easy to come off the the you know, the, the the very good start and sort of say, like, oh, it's easy to see it work. But it really is easy to see sort of um, with him optimized as a pitcher. The the, the very hard fastball is extremely uh, effective. The, the sort of the splitter mix, the just stop throwing the cutter sort of thing. Um, it's not that crazy. They, they sort of, you've, you've seen Kevin Gosman be a guy who's turned around with really focusing on those two great pitches and, and then, uh, you know, adding in the slider when he has to, adding in the other stuff when he has to. He is down on his cutter use um, considerably and up with changeup use this year over last year and a little bit less slider as well. But basically on on par to go with uh, almost 15% cut out of his cutter usage as it was two years ago uh, and his four-seam fastball usage up more than 10% from last year and the year before that and back up in line with the 2019 before he ever even threw the cutter. Um, sort of in line with that. He was a lot more slider dominant that year, which he's also gotten away from and come up in that changeup, which I you call it a changeup. You call it a, a, I think I saw it identified on the broadcast as a bit of a splitter, but in the run values on his Savant page, uh, you know, completely collaborate with this minus five run value on his four seamer, um, which you got to say should be throwing it a lot more <laughs> if that's the case. Um, that's a very good pitch, and then the slider really tough, uh, and the changeup. Pardon me, and the and the cutter um, both getting hit really hard. I think the the expected OBA on the slider right now is five sixty nine uh, and five ten on the cutter. That is not. Going to cut it, uh, all ironies aside. 55, both of those both of those pitches, uh, well over 50% hard hit rate. So you don't like to see that uh, very often. And uh, like a 350 XBA on his cutter. Like guys are just smashing that thing and he's throwing it 25% of the time. It's troublesome. It's troublesome. Um, it does have, you know, quite a bit of movement, uh, but not enough horizontally that it's not getting absolutely bashed uh, when it goes the other way. So... But yeah, you, you see it. I mean, pretty frank, pretty straightforward. It, it, throw the stuff that works. Shave down the stuff that doesn't. That was sort of the the mantra that got you Robbie Ray, the, what they're giving it for Kevin Gosman. And then if you're able to sort of um, build out from there, then you do. Um, it wasn't all sunshine and roses for the pitching staff. We had another 
troublesome Jose Barrios outing. It was a lot of rain last night, but I'm not in the business of, of going out of the way to make excuses. He's a guy that you're um, sort of in the position to be an excuse-free guy. Noah is a guy that you expect to be sort of excuse-free in that way. Um, it just hasn't been a super fun start to the season for him in that sort of uh, in that vein. And I will say, just sort of go back to Kikuchi. Did have seven swings and misses on that cutter uh, against New York and uh, threw it almost as much as he threw his fastball. So um, far be it from me to play Pete Walker, but when he gets the swings and misses and when he's putting it properly uh, off that four seam, which he was throwing very hard, uh, I would say, sort of maxing out 96, almost touching 97 with it. That's an effective uh, little one-two punch there, but... Still, just wanted to throw it less. It still, it still bothers me and, and makes me nervous. I don't love uh, sort of the reliance on it. He seems to. I think Joe Sidall called it out very nicely that he sort of goes to it an awful lot uh, in situations where you'd like him like him to just throw the fastball. Maybe that's a confidence thing, but it certainly worked against New York. Uh, yeah, <sighs> boy, Barrios troublesome. Not getting swings and misses. Not getting uh, soft contact. Not getting anything that you sort of want. Uh, other than getting out of trouble is sort of the one thing that he is getting. Um, was hit fairly hard, a lot of mix, a lot of different pitches thrown. He basically threw everything more, at least 20% of the time in that game. It was troublesome. A lot of exit velos up over 100, up up 103, 102 and a half, um, 99. Listen, exit velo isn't the whole damn thing, but it is when they are... Uh, Getting hit very hard into the outfield. That's uh, <laughs> That, my friends, becomes a thing. Uh, we will keep an eye on that. The good thing, of course, is because Gosman and, and Manoa have, you know, again, I've said before, the if the knock is that Rios is actually a number three, well, they're in a good spot because he is currently uh, the third best option for them and and, and is doing well enough. It's, I'm not going to extrapolate out of one bad inning that he's, or pardon me, one bad game that he's suddenly in trouble, but it just hasn't been quite the, um, this guy is our ace week in week out thing that you like to see other than that yeah the offense still struggling Alejandro Kirk finally getting extra base hits that's nice boy finally you know Danny Jansen in in three days <laughs> a bunch of extra base hits uh, but where is he now um, need to see him Kirk I think coming around hitting the ball hard hitting getting line drive outs hitting home runs um it, it, more hits from Zach Collins, who I think I think sort of faded down and, and is sort of popped back up as like, you know, going to have to be a guy that drives offense while they are still waiting for Teoscar Hernandez to come back. I expect that to happen today. Uh, based on all reports, it seems like Teoscar uh, should be back in the outfield this evening. The rest of the sort of contract and, and positional stuff, I, mean, I don't think there's a lot to get into on the Vinnie Capra uh, call-up. I don't think there's a lot on... Taylor Sacedo being on the injured list, uh, the shuffle of Bowden Francis and Casey Lawrence. Uh, you know, Andrew Vasquez is down and Gosuke Kato designated for assignment. Not a lot of interesting stuff down there. I think they are still looking, uh, I would assume they are still looking for something a little more uh, useful at the back end of that bench. There's a lot of, you know, the, uh, Capra and Kato, it's a little bit of like, yeah, they're jack-of-all-trade and master-of-none guys that are capable of playing major league uh, defense and are capable of, like, you know, accidentally knocking in some singles but aren't going to be expected to steal jobs or compete for jobs. Not that there are jobs available, but you are looking for, I think, at least 
similar to uh, what we saw with Dickerson, sort of the addition last year, is a guy that can come in and be effective when asked to be in that rotation, a guy that can offer something plus versus just sort of offering um, base level. There's still a lot of work to do, as, as you know, even Bradley Zimmer, as absolutely terrible as he has been, is able to give you plus defense and plus speed. Those things don't really matter unless he is getting on base even once uh, a month. But that's the sort of thing you're looking for, that that major league talent, that major league uh, skill set. But, boy, I'm I'm looking forward to Teoscar being back in the lineup. I uh, I like Ramal Tapia. I've, I've tried to be positive, and, and we talked about the different things that he brings that other people aren't really bringing, the high contact skill, the... Um, Casual speed, the first to third speed, the scoring from second speed, but boy, the lineup needs Teoscar Hernandez in it to lengthen that, to get Guriel that threat in the, down all the way down to fifth, and then really take the pressure. When the bottom third of the order, you know, you're getting Heinemann, you're getting Capra, you're getting Zimmer, you're getting uh, basically anybody other than Espinal right now. Yeah, you start to go, ah, really need some help here. So I think Teoscar offers that. I, I expect um, good vibes all around when he returns. I, I know they mentioned Danny Jansen not far off from playing simulated games. That'd be another little boost because essentially, I mean, listen, they're winning games. They are uh, still playing very well, 16 and 11, uh, with, you know, they're basically their fourth best catcher, Taylor Heineman. If you're, if you're, you know, if you're counting, hell, I'll even say their fifth best catcher. If you're, if you're counting, you know, Jansen and Kirk. And Collins, and Moreno, Heineman is probably the fifth best catcher in their in their you know uh, organization, and he is getting one or two starts a week. Um, it's a backlog, and you're never going to be fully healthy. But I think some lengthening, some depth here could help soothe the ailments that has been a slightly dilapidated offense in the last little bit. But Vladdy is still hitting home runs. We saw extra base hits from Alejandro Kirk the last couple of days. And boy, the pitching has been fun to watch. Speaking of fun to watch, pitching tonight in Cleveland against the Guardians. We are once again treated to a Kevin Gosman start. The 16-11 and 11 Blue Jays against the 12-13 and 13 Cleveland Guardians. Um, looking forward to it. Looking forward to this. Always fun to watch. Kevin Gosman whip, and I think uh, I think there's going to be some quite a bit of turnaround and quite a bit of uh, I'm gonna say a big I'm gonna say a big win tonight. That's my prediction. We have Shane Bieber at the other end, so a nice pitching matchup. If you're a pitching fan, if you're one of those freaks that loves to watch pitchers get outs, this could be the day for you. But I am banking on those Blue Jay bats, and then of course we get Manoa on the weekend. A nice weekend to win some games here with uh, the best pitchers. <laughs> best pitchers are there. We got we got Gosman, Manoa. And then I, I'm guessing Stripling, of course, will be the guy to get the ball on Sunday. Blue Jays in Cleveland. Hopefully the weather holds up. Would nice to, nice to have some weather. That is what's going on this weekend. We're going to talk about that and all of the news in Blue Jays land. On the main show, you'll hear Jake and I talking about it early next week, Monday or Tuesday, depending on uh, my mental sanity, which is hanging in there tonight. Got a full night's sleep last night. So we're doing A-OK. Uh, if you want more of Less Than Jays, this Patreon is where to get that. Patreon.com slash Less Than Jays. We are offering you all kinds of stuff every single week, including extended episodes. You get an extra 16, 20 minutes of episode every week. This week, uh, you get more mailbag questions. You get me going a little bit insane. Uh, if you thought the main episode was insane, was insane, there's like another 10 minutes of me losing my mind behind the Patreon in the 9 and $5 tiers. And the extra shows like Jays of Our Lives this week, we 
profiled Sean Green, uh, a guy that got a, a great response from Twitter uh, and people sort of sending in messages about Sean Green, a truly amazing player, um, author, actor, entrepreneur, um, and a guy who played 15 seasons and was never bad. Sean Green, uh, the latest guy to be on an episode of Jays of Our Lives. Check out The Way of Baseball if you haven't uh, if you haven't picked it up and read it. The Way of Baseball, sort of alternate title is like Zen and the Art of Batting Practice, a guy that really thoughtful and really smart, um, really cool, worth checking out. That book there, that is available, patreon.com slash less than Jays. Have your say on this show. You can be a part of this show if you'd like. Add us on Twitter at less than Jays. Email us less than Jays at gmail.com or send us a phone call on the voicemail line, 833-714-7774. Have your voice quite literally heard by the hundreds of people that listen to this show every single week. That is it for Two Coffees. Hope you enjoyed the little brain break as I uh, sneak off to the basement to talk about the Blue Jays for 15 to 20 minutes at a time on my Friday. I'm your boy, The Zoobs. I appreciate you listening, and we will talk to you next time on Less Than Jays. <laughs>